Okay, so hi and welcome to Matthew chapter 3. So the first note that I made in this chapter um, was where it says, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Um, so the note that I made was, when you see the kingdom of, of God is at hand, repent, confess your sins and you will start bearing fruit. So that is what we need to do. We need to repent. Whenever you realize that you've made a mistake, don't don't hide it away from God and be like, oh no, like I've done this, let me not speak to him about No. That's the complete opposite of what you should do. That's just telling us whenever you curse, whenever you take the Lord's name in vain, whenever you commit any type of sin, repent because the kingdom of God is at hand. The point that I made after this was that um, it says John wore garments of uh, camel hair and a leather belt around his waist and his food was locusts and wild honey. So for this point, I wrote down, I'm going to read it exactly how I wrote it. John was a priest and he should be wearing priestly garments um, and eating priestly food. Camel hair that he was wearing is against Leviticus law, so it's against regulations. And this shows that John isn't really listening to the Leviticus law and I think this is significant to note because at that time, Pharisees will see this as what in the world are you doing kind of thing. Um, so yeah, it's, it's worth noting down and just understanding that that's why this is mentioned, his garment, his what he was wearing around his waist, the food that he ate um, is significant. It's not just the detail that's just chucked in there. This is also a side note, but every single word in the Bible, I feel like is there for a specific reason. So we shouldn't overlook it. And I know there's many Christians now in this world that kind of say that some things are irrelevant, some things are, but I feel like that's kind of dangerous. And this is my personal opinion, but we should take it as literal and as, I don't know, as applicable as it is. A part that I highlighted is where it says every tree therefore that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. This is terrifying to hear because it's true. What if you're if you if you're just claiming that you believe in Christ but you you have not, nothing to show for it. There's no good fruit being produced from you. Then this this kind of applies, you know? It's it's terrifying to think that you're not you can't just coast through it. Do you know what I mean? There's there's sacrifices to be made. Um you need to put down your old life and take up the cross and start walking with Jesus. It's not something that you, it's not optional. Do you know what I mean? So that's notable and it's, it's kind of a wake up call as well. So when it comes to the baptism of Jesus, I think I read um, in, a, in an article or something, I will try to link it down below, that this is the time where the Trinity was kind of there um, all at once kind of thing. Um, I, it's kind of hard to describe it properly, but I'm just going to read the notes that I made. Hopefully that will make sense. So obviously when Jesus was being baptized, he was there. Um, that's the son of God. And then it will go to the spirit, which descended on the son. So the spirit was there and Jesus was there. And then it says that the father spoke concerning his son. So again, it's like the Trinity there coexisting simultaneously. A note to take from this as well is that John literally says to Jesus, I should be baptized by you and you're telling me you want me to baptize you kind of thing. Um, this example is showing me that you need to be humble. Whoever you think you're above, uh, you're below and you need to put yourself below them. Um, to the point where Jesus literally let himself get baptized by a man we can't ever think that we're above anyone else. Do you know what I mean? So that is chapter three. That was quite short, um, but I will see you in chapter four.